Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome to episode 21 of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast, where we discuss important topics related to today's church finance office and or your bookkeeping business. I named today's episode, Is It Right for a Christian to Want to Be Successful? Because a lot of people struggle with this. Money mindset and wrong thinking are definitely an issue for many, and hopefully by the end of this episode, you will agree that God is not against you making good money, and God is not against you having great success. And along those lines, I received a really super kind email this weekend from Rex C., and it said, I recently stumbled upon your podcast on Spotify. I just wanted to let you know that... You are really impacting me, and I pray that I am not the only one being impacted. May God continue to bless you and your family with good health, and may he bless the clients that you serve. Thank you so much. How totally cool was that? Thank you, Rex. You truly made me smile. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I'm an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the ins and outs of church finances and minister taxes, along with how to serve the local church as either a staff member, volunteer, or through your own bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all kinds of stuff about church bookkeeping, payroll, compensation laws, tax compliance, and I'll probably throw in an occasional episode on faith and mindset work too. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. Shalom and peace to you. As you know, I believe that note takers are history makers and there is nearly always something you can take notes on. So let's get started. But first, here is a quote from the introduction of Dr. Charles F. Stanley's book, Success God's Way. Dr. Stanley says, at the very outset of this book, I want to state that I firmly believe God desires for his people to be successful and that God not only desires this, but also is committed to helping his people become successful. In fact, most of the concepts that might be termed principles for success are ones that are based upon God's word. Now let's dig into today's episode. Before we go any further, let's define what success God's way means. Again, from Dr. Stanley's book, quote, success is the continuing achievement of becoming the person God wants you to be and accomplishing the goals God has helped you set. That's worth repeating. Success is the continuing achievement of becoming the person God wants you to be and accomplishing the goals God has helped you set. How on earth can you argue that God does not want Christians to be successful with that definition? As we will discuss today, the world's viewpoint of success and God's viewpoint of success definitely do not match. Seeking an abundance of possessions, the state of being important or famous and a higher position or rank in relation to others are all things that the world thinks makes one successful. If you're going by the definition Dr. Stanley gave, and we are, It is obvious that wealth, prominence, and status are not the primary goals of a person seeking success God's way. Although, if you do things the way God tells you to, you may very well receive those things, but they are not the desire of your heart for your business. So, you may ask, what should we desire as a Christian business owner? 
I'm so glad you asked, <laughs> which is why you're here today. So instead of seeking what we can gain financially and positionally, I believe that we should desire to serve the Lord with greater consistency, greater efficiency, and greater focus. As a business owner, we're always looking for ways to improve our operations, increase productivity, and boost profits. Over the next few minutes, we're going to explore some practical tips and strategies that can help you achieve these goals, beginning with covering your business with prayer as you seek the following. Okay, number one, consistency. Consistency is essential for any business to succeed. It means delivering the same level of quality and service every time without fail. And of course, we always want to provide the absolute best service so that we represent Him well. And when I say Him, I mean Jesus. To achieve consistency, we need to establish clear processes and procedures that everyone in our organization understands and follows. This can, excuse me, this could include everything from how we handle customer inquiries to how we manage inventory if you have inventory. Here are a few tips to help you maintain consistency in your business. Develop standard operating procedures or SOPs for all your key processes such as onboarding clients, uh, monthly recurring tasks, payroll procedures, client interview procedures, anything and everything that you do on a regular basis come up with a process to do that so that you're doing it the same way every time. Next, provide regular training to your employees to ensure they understand and follow the SOPs. I will tell you, even though this is for bookkeepers and bookkeeping businesses, it goes across all businesses. As you know, I have a, I also own a Christian bookstore. And unfortunately, I had a situation this past weekend that we had to change up and actually create an SOP for this. We had a client who had placed a special order for a book. I thought it was one single book. Evidently, the customer claims it was for 10 books instead of one. Well, the order card did not have a number on there. And I can't, I couldn't tell the customer that he was wrong. He couldn't tell me, you know, I mean, he obviously, he told me I was wrong. But I was so upset, first of all, because I don't like to let down my clients, my customers, in either business that I have. But also, it just, it, I have this, I guess, this ego. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to do things right. I like when people tell me what a good job I do, not when something gets messed up. So I'm outside walking around in the parking lot and just kind of just blowing off some steam. And my husband comes out there because he runs the store with me. And he talks to me a little bit. He gives me some words of encouragement. He says, you know, people make mistakes. It wasn't your fault. You didn't take the order. You could only go with the information you had. And then he said, well, how about if you create an order card with pre-filled in blanks? And then that way, all the information that's needed doesn't get overlooked. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a no-brainer. But I was so upset that it never crossed my mind. So immediately, I got all excited because I got to create something. So I went into the office and got on uh, Word and created a pre-printed order card that has all the information 
that I need to take a special order, including signature from the customer when the order is placed, verifying that we're ordering the correct quantity and item. So provide that regular training. And this employee did not work, so they will get this training and find out about this uh, when they come back to work this week. But train your employees to ensure that they understand and that they're following these procedures because if you're taking the time in step one to develop the standard operating procedures, it doesn't do you a bit of good if you're not training your employees if you have them on how to use them and make sure that they're following them. Okay, so next, use checklists to ensure that all the necessary steps are being taken. I am a huge proponent of checklists. I love checklists. Asana, which I spoke about in a previous podcast, is great. They're, again, you can use their free version to help you create checklists. You can actually create them in the program and then go in and print them out as you need them. And then lastly, in this category, monitor and measure your performance regularly to identify areas for improvement. We can always improve as we're all a work in progress. So never stop learning so that you never stop growing. Okay. Step number two, efficiency. So efficiency means getting the most out of your resources, whether it's time, money, or manpower. It's about doing more with less and optimizing your operations to reduce waste and to increase output. I've also mentioned in a previous podcast about how prayer is one of the greatest time savers. And God can also give you insights when you least expect them, but sometimes you got to be quiet enough to hear them or be willing to hear them like when my husband told me, go create a special order card. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why on earth did I not fix, think of that? I'm the office person, you know, why didn't I think of that? So here are a few tips to help you improve efficiency in your business. Number one, identify and eliminate bottlenecks in your processes. And what I mean by bottlenecks, that's anything that slows down the efficiency of your business. And one of the ways that you can do that is to automate repetitive tasks using technology. I love automation. Automation is awesome when it works. <laughs> I love implementing new automations whenever possible. And sometimes you have to pay to um, have somebody to put those in place for you. But I'm telling you, it's worth it once they get it set up and it because it can save you so much time. Next, outsource non-core activities to free up your time and resources. And I admit that I struggle with this one. Um, I, I do have an employee who's been with me for a couple years now, and she does 90% of the bookkeeping. And a few months ago, I also taught her how to do payroll. So I had her do that because I wanted to focus on the podcasting. I wanted to focus on the training and the consultations and the other things that I've got coming up. But even with that, I still need to outsource some other responsibilities. And it's just hard because I think, well, I could save the money by doing it myself. But then I also have to think if I pay somebody 20 or $30 to you know, write the show notes for my podcast that will take them an hour or two per week. What can I use that hour or two per week to do to generate additional income? So that's one of those things that outsourcing 
it's it's hard for an entrepreneur because you think, well, if I do it myself, I save money. But sometimes spending the money to pay somebody else to do something so that you can focus on something else that's going to help generate more money is the wiser decision. And then lastly is uh, measure and analyze your performance to identify areas for improvement. Again, there's always room for improvement. I would do this at a minimum of an annual basis. Look through and see if what you're doing is working. And if it's not, either quit doing it or change it some way. All right. And then finally, number three is focus. <laughs> focus means having a clear direction and purpose for your business. It's about setting goals and prioritizing activities that will help you achieve them. Without focus, you risk spreading yourself too thin and losing sight of what's important. This has been a challenge for me at times as I have so many ideas that fly through my brain all hours of the day and night, and I can easily become distracted by so many squirrels around me. Anybody else have squirrels? Well, <laughs> my business coach said one day she had, I forgot what the topic was on, what we were studying, but she said this, and I absolutely love it. We got to talking about distractions, and she said, girl, if you're going to squirrel, then squirrel to the glory of God. <laughs> and I'm like, do what? She said, if you're working, do what you got to get done, okay? Then squirrel away. It's okay. And then when you need to come back and focus and get some things done, get them done. We're all wired differently. Some people can focus for longer periods of time than others. And with the internet and social media, it's just been proven that our focus has decreased from where it was 10, 15, or even just five years ago. Okay, it has changed. So if you occasionally have a squirrel problem, and yes, I do have them, and I know without a doubt I do, but if you do, here are a few tips to help you maintain focus in your business. It's a really great idea to divine, to excuse me, define your vision, your mission, and your values. These are three different things. Your vision is where you see your business being in the future. Okay, that's your big long-term goal. Your mission is what you do and why you do it. And then your values are what aid you in making decisions. They're what makes you who you are and what you base your decisions on. Like for me in my business and hopefully for you either now or in the future, your values are biblically based values. You make your decisions, both personal and business, based upon what the Bible says, okay, what the Bible teaches. And then next, set SMART goals. I'm sure you've heard of this, but SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound goals. So you can't say, I want to make a lot of money this year. That is not a SMART goal, okay? You need to be specific. I want to make... I want to make six figures this year, okay? Um, measurable is I want to um, make, you know, whatever timeline it is that you want to put on it. You want to make it attainable. So don't say if this is your first year in owning a bookkeeping business, I want to do a million dollars this year. That's not likely if you are starting brand spanking new with no clients, I'm not saying it's impossible because with God, all things are possible, but it's probably not likely 
it's more likely to start with, you know, I'd like to make $50,000 this year. I'd like to make $100,000 this year. Um, and then relevant. Uh, make sure that your goals are relevant to what you want to achieve. And then time bound is give them a date. Give a specific date. Um, mine are, I set quarterly goals, which is kind of getting ahead of myself here. But I like to set a quarterly goal and then I review them to see what I'm doing and how I'm progressing. Okay, the next thing is prioritize your tasks based upon their importance and their urgency. And always remember, your client's emergencies are not your emergency. Especially the perfect example for this is tax season. It is tax season is April 15th and come April 13th, your tax client finally shows up with all of their tax stuff and says, I want this done <laughs> by the 15th. Yeah, it is not happening. Okay, and there are lots of other examples, but just because don't let your clients make their emergency your emergency. That's when you, your standard operating procedures come in handy. That's where your um, client onboarding comes in handy and your um, just put it in writing the expectations and that can help alleviate that. And then number four, avoid distractions and stay committed to your goals. And that, you know, there's some squirrels again. And I still have a long ways to go to improve, but I'm making progress. And then review and adjust your goals regularly to ensure that they remain relevant. And then again, you can do this on a quarterly basis to help you reach your annual goals. Some people like to do it on a monthly basis. Some people do it six months. Some people don't do it at all. But please start, start somewhere. So in conclusion, consistency, efficiency, and focus are essential for any business to succeed. By establishing clear processes and procedures, optimizing your operations, and setting clear goals, you can achieve these outcomes and drive your business forward. When we seek success God's way, and from His point of view, God is 100% committed to our success. All right, when you're taking these things when you're trying to be consistent in what needs to be done you're trying to run your business more efficiently you're trying to focus on the things that you know that god wants to you to do and you're covering all this in prayer and say and being sensitive to the leading of the holy spirit in your daily decisions then god is committed to your success remember success is not a destination it's a journey and this is a journey that the Lord is on with you if you'll invite him to come along with you. Because if you have a deep desire in your heart to be an entrepreneur, to um, open and run a successful bookkeeping business, and to do business God's way, he's already invited you. He's already let you know, hey girl, hey dude, I'm with you on this journey. Let's do this together. So keep learning and improving along the way, all the while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. That is having success God's way. And that is going to wrap up another episode of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. So until next time, my friend, remember, let's make an impact and not just an income. And let's do our best 
look our best, and be our best. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help more people to find the show, and it just blesses me more than you know. And then if you could share this episode with someone who you think it would help, that would be awesome as well. So until next time, be blessed, my friend.